Stardate 97314.8 First Officer Razumbozovar's Log With the Yurigan platform catastrophe averted momentarily, the source of the Tetrion emissions has been tracked to three other platforms. One mostly covered in water, but with a breathable atmosphere. Another lacking any atmosphere, and mostly barren. And the third a decayed derelict platform. Focusing on the most familiar terrain, we selected the watery platform for our investigation. I headed the team with Lieutenant Kai, our senior science officer, Ensign Everly as security, and Ensign Locke, our engineering specialist. Locke having designed a rather unique submarine probe that aided in exploring the vast network of marine caverns. Following Lieutenant Kai's lead, we proceeded with caution towards our objective, with Locke's probe providing a map of the web of tunnels and caverns to the location of the emissions. We encountered indigenous hostile fauna. We escaped the hostile indigenous species, Ensign Locke receiving quite a fright, and my wetsuit tunic mangled. A full species report will be linked as an addendum to this log, as well as a requisition for a new wetsuit. We continued down the maze of tunnels, finding a small control room of sorts, which we will need to further investigate. Additionally, recommendations for citations of excellence will be put in for performance for Lieutenant Kai, Ensign Everly, and Ensign Locke. So we uh, swing into this cavity that you've discovered as several banks of lights moving f further and further away from your entry point turn on, revealing, like the commander said, a control room of some kind. Everybody is no worse for wear after the encounter with the creature, though Commander Mozafar's command red wetsuit, I imagine, is pretty messed up. He's only a little bit shaken. I think as we're coming up out of the water, it's the first time Kai got a good look at what happened to Mosafar since she was near the little slide passage for most of it. And she frowns and asks, are you okay, Commander? Just a close encounter with that thing. It'll be fine. Okay. Thank you for asking. And in this system, once you're out of a scene, you get all your stress back, your, your HP, essentially. We've had a clean break between the scene fighting with the creature and this new scene. So things like stress loss are just recovered, basically. For the moment, you don't seem to be pursued or otherwise uh, see any life forms or other activity around. Just this long dormant control room. Is it dormant? What are we looking at in terms of the, the control room consoles? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gather not a view screen, given we know at least the, the regions don't use them. What are we looking at here? Well, for one thing, the technology looks distinctly not the same as what you've seen other uh, regions have. That could just be a design difference or, or a time thing, because it looks like maybe this place hasn't been visited for a while. But you might guess the origin is different from what else you've seen so far. There are multiple banks of consoles there is no main view screen, but there is definitely sort of a, a ring of what seem to be fairly primary consoles near the middle, as well as some screens off to the sides that look like there may be secondary systems. Several of them are displaying just kind of like standby sort of modes, it looks like. Readouts that are 
giving passive just sort of status update kind of stuff. And at the far end of the chamber, there's sort of this big column of machinery that glows and sort of pulses a almost gold-ish color. It kind of superficially reminds you of a warp core. So as Kai is coming up out of the water, it is a little bit comical again, where she was decently graceful in the water as she's coming up onto the, the land here with the like shape of her feet and the webbing between them and stuff. It's a little bit like somebody wearing like fins, you know, like for you would use for like scuba diving on their feet and coming up. So you're getting that like wet slap, slap, slap sound on the, on the floor as she is going to uh, pull out a tricorder and start making her way first to that golden light group of machinery to see what exactly it is, assuming it might be some sort of power system, but uh, wanting to investigate further. Your tricorder immediately picks up that that machinery seems to be the primary source of the Tetrion emissions that you followed to get here. It is drawing a substantial amount of power. So is it is it a side effect of this machinery, or is it its primary purpose to produce the Tetrions? Give me a... I'm going to say it's like a insight plus engineering. I'd say that the difficulty is normally three, but your tricorder will bump it down to two. We're sitting at one momentum in the group pool, and I've got eight threat for what that's worth. It's worth quite a bit. I know this might be a stretch, but just uh, out of curiosity, would a focus like astrophysics or subspace theory apply? I'll give you subspace theory. Okay. (laughs) Benevolent. And then, Brandon, I'm going to give you another threat. It's a gift that just keeps on giving. Okay, that could have been really bad, but I saved it. So Kai is an insight of nine and an engineering score of four. So she needed to get a 13 or less. Uh, and I rolled a 17, a 13, and a three. Mm-hmm. So the 17 gets me nothing. The 13 is one success. And the three, because my focus applied, gets me two more. So for three successes. Awesome. So oh, wait, that... actually, uh, I have bold science. I should have re-rolled the 17. Oh, go for it. And I got a one. So two more. You scan the heck out of this device. It doesn't take much scanning and analysis of your scans to determine that this is indeed a device intended to emit tetrions, though you can tell that it, it probably is doing that for a larger purpose. It's not just doing it for kicks. But but that is that is clearly this device's function, not a side effect of its function. You have three excess successes, which means you have three momentum floating around. We... I've got three extra momentum. And I do want to spend one for the question, for a question. Because you've told me that this thing is intended to produce the Tetrions. So my question is, for what purpose? The best that your tricorder can determine, the Tetrions are in some way being used to interact directly with subspace more than that is probably tricky to determine just from this single part of the system alone 
All right, then I think I'm going to go ahead and bank the two momentum. That way we our pool is not a sad one, but a uh, much more respectable three. This device is producing the Tetrions we were detecting. It seems like it's intended to interact with subspace to some degree. Exactly for what purpose, I haven't been able to determine yet. How long has it been going? Have we been able to determine that? Is it just since we've accessed nearby space? I don't know that yet, Commander, but if uh, Ensign Locke will come assist me, maybe if we examine some of these consoles, we can get you that answer. Locke rushes to your side, Lieutenant. Okay, Ensign, uh, pick a console, any console. Let's start making heads or tails out of this. If there's one in the dead center, that's where Locke goes to. There's a bank of them in the center. In that case, I'll start looking out the outer ring. Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Sinking Star, Part 4 Captain's Log Supplemental After considering our offer, Chancellor Echo has decided to accompany us on board the Endeavor. In keeping with the most Starfleet way I could think of, I personally gave him the tour of the bridge. The big holodeck doors open up and you step onto the I'm going to assume it's still like a a gold checkered grid sort of thing. Well, no, I guess it probably would look more like Voyager's holodeck. I don't know. It's a holodeck. Imagine the holodeck you like best. <laughs> and Echo is is really impressed with everything you've shown him. So so he's already like this this ship really is magnificent, Captain. Oh, we're quite proud of it, Chancellor. Actually, there's one more thing I think you'll really enjoy. Just step right through here. So when we go in, I basically, I want to take all the, basically have all the scans we've taken of, of the swarm itself translated into a holographic uh, surrounding so that just in case there's something he hasn't been able to experience in scope. Sure. Chancellor Echo gets the chance to see it all the way we would see it. Computer, run Maelstrom 005. 
and the holodeck itself sort of fades away, replaced with just a vast starscape as if you and Chancellor Echo are just standing in space. And at the center of the room, a very detailed holographic version of the star with all of the numerous platforms that make up the swarm circling around it. Oh my, Captain, this is really quite impressive. Uh, We can do a number of different locations this way. I've never seen it quite from this angle. You can see why we were... We were somewhat eager to come and see this for ourselves. Yes. Makes one think about, well, what might be at stake if it comes apart. Is that likely to happen? Uh, The event that occurred earlier is not unprecedented, but it certainly is severe. Has that happened before? Not unprovoked. Certainly in wartime. Always with a clear catalyst. When was the last time you had a war among the swarm? I was a child. It's quite some time ago. Captain, I, um... The reason I wish to speak with you is... I've had some interactions with the rest of the Council. The other species that make up this system. And, uh... They're deliberating right now about how to officially associate with you, but I don't have a good feeling about it. Well, as much as we would certainly hope to give a good impression to them, is there something we should be particularly wary of, Chancellor? My only concern is that they may wish you to leave, but I don't I don't know if they'll also give whatever's going on the attention it deserves. Are we becoming more of a distraction than a help? Perhaps, but uh, they'll signal me soon, I'm sure, with some sort of decision. And if they should ask us to leave, what would your opinion be on that? Officially? I'd have to go along with it, unofficially. My people may be in danger, Captain. If there is something you need to ask me, you're always welcome to do it. No, no, of course not, Captain. Now, perhaps you can uh, show me what else this ingenious chamber can do. Let me show you what I had planned to make with um, some of the ingredients from that banquet. Back in the chamber within the platform, uh, what is Ensign Everly getting up to while the science and engineering officer do their thing? Did you say that there was a, like a, a quarter that kept going or are we just sort of in a room? Like, does it stop? You don't see any other corridors that aren't in the water. There seem to be several exits from the water, probably from other underwater tunnels, but no, none are on dry land, so to speak. Everly's going to walk over to Locke and look at him and go, Would you like me to take the console opposite you? We can work our way around. How about the one right here? And he points next to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. 
And Everly is going to sort of mimic whatever Locke is doing. She wants to try to keep pace with all of it. Presumably we're pushing buttons. Or something like buttons anyway. Space buttons. Mm, Space touchpad. This material is a lot more spongy than I expected. It must be the water in the atmosphere, right? Like it's just too moist, I guess you would say. It's too wet in here. Oh, well, I I was working under the assumption it was a natural part of the design, but I mean, it could possibly just be mold. Who would want this to feel like this? I think it feels kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah, that makes sense, Lieutenant. You're right. Uh, And then just to uh, the icing on the cake, you look over your shoulder and you you can see Kai picking up a little bit of the mold, running it between her fingers, kind of sniffs it, shrugs. Then our camera moves away. I guess uh, Locke is trying to just access the system and make sense of it. So how about you give me a reason engineering, and since uh, Rena is there also, Rena can assist. Yay! Yay. <clears throat> Once again, I'm going to say difficulty three. So I've got a nine reason and a four engineering, so I need to get 13 or lower. Our, mo- our momentum pool's at three. Yep. All right, I'm going to buy one out of the momentum pool for an extra die. Okay, so you'll be rolling three dice. Oh, this is bad. Not good? No, not good at all. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I assist? Even if you assist, yes. Go ahead and give your uh, assist. Assisting, to remind, is just 1d20. Trace. Okay. That's probably good. I think there's perhaps something about your your success that that throws Locke off, because <laughs> Locke only has one success out of the three. Uh, so I got a two, a fourteen, and a fifteen. All right. Uh, so between the two of you, you've got a grand total of two successes, which is lower than the difficulty of three. So, yeah, Locke is maybe a little surprised that Ensign Everly's engineering skills, especially on a alien computer system, seem to be p- pretty good. At least on par with his. Yeah, he's like, oh no, am I, am I just a really bad engineering officer? No. Is that why I'm not a main character? It's okay, buddy, you're just, you're just a supporting <laughs> it's character. True. Sorry. It's okay, good works the other way I around. Screen time. But also... Everly messed around a lot in Starfleet Academy, so I, I think toying with things is one of her specialities. After a bit of trying to finagle it by himself, a few minutes after after Everly had started helping, Locke manages to get access to like what seemed to be some of the control systems, more so than the sort of status-keeping mode that it was in before. The bad news... Oh, no. ...is that... As that happens, some lights around the room start to blink kind of an orangish color, and there's klaxon-like buzzing that kind of hurts your ears. Probably isn't something meant to make you feel welcome. Tricks on you, place. I'm not welcome anywhere. This buzzing klaxon noise echoes throughout the entire chamber. It's not soft. It's not a thing that only Locke and Everly are going to hear. Everybody's going to hear it. Everybody's going to notice the change in lighting conditions. Uh, Everly backs off of the console, um, like, startled, and then pulls out her phaser 
and is just going to keep an eye on those extra watering holes there. Fair enough. Kai puts her hands over her her ears and yells out over the klaxon towards Locke. What did you touch? Everything. (laughs) It's hard to say, really. (laughs) I'm going to go over there and see if I see any easy way to turn that thing off. Commander Mosfar, you're in command of the away team. What's uh, what's your read on this situation? Oh, Mosfar is looking around and says out loud, oh, this cannot be good. As if the universe wishes to agree with Mozafar, a couple like hatches throughout the room open up and small like floating worker drone kind of robot things start to enter the room and uh, swivel around what seem to be some kind of camera or other optical scanner. It doesn't take much of a look for really anybody in the OA team, but certainly Everly and Mozafar to see that they are definitely equipped for security purposes, which is to say they have weapons. They're kind of these like basketball size, like almost spheroids, but with like an obvious sort of energy weapon emitter kind of thing protruding from the front. Brandon, would you call them perhaps danger balls? I, I would not <laughs> call them that. Some people <laughs> might call them that. That's actually my middle name, <laughs> danger balls. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but... Sure. For the like two crossover audience members. Yes. <laughs> Danger ball is fine. So, yes, as the drones start to approach, it becomes clear that maybe your time here is limited. <laughs> I want to go into structured time again. As before, you guys will get the first turn. You can choose whoever gets to go um, in whatever order. Uh, In addition to dealing with these things, which may or may not be the way to get out of here, accessing the computer system sufficiently to do something more is going to take the form of our first um, extended task. Well, I know what I'm doing this uh, this structure time event. I don't know what and what is an extended task presumably just takes longer, but it. I feel like it's more dangerous. We're going to learn about it together. An extended task is a special kind of uh, task where it's, it's basically the, the way that we depict something that does take, you know, more, more effort and has more sort of steps and thus involves making numerous rolls towards it. The thing that extended tasks add that normal tasks don't normally have is work, which you can kind of think of, of as like damage towards the task. If you think of the task as something you're trying to beat, work is damage and ultimately you want to do a lot of work and get some breakthroughs which are like injuries in the combat analogy what functionally this means is that the structured time is to see how much stuff can go down before you manage to do that or find some other solution that's also possible feel free to just peace out to the shuttle if you decide that's what you want to do let's blow it all up what did i say that (laughs) so it is the OA team's action first. How many sphere balls are there? Three? Sure. I'll say that there's three currently. They're all coming from a different direction. I was like, did I just make up that number? I could have sworn you said a number and I had forgotten. I don't think I had said anything, but three three works. You couldn't have said two. So uh, how do we want to at least start off approaching this situation uh, as our goal to access information or to defeat these things? Commander, I feel like that's a you, you decision. How, how like... 
when these things appear, what would your immediate orders be? Commander's orders would be to get the information. Incidentally, and I will hold these things off. Uh, so who has the first initiative? Uh, players almost always do. Unless there's a really good reason for them not to. But I don't think there's a reason for them not to. Okay, so then among the four of us. Is there strategy here in that if the main goal is to get access to the information, we would want the information getters to go first? Because it does it will it grant them an extra turn? It, it means that they will be able to do that like first. Here's an example of how this might go down. If I say gather information at the end of the round instead of the beginning, something might occur in the interim, such as a drone shooting me, and I might be unable to then proceed in gathering information. It's really a matter of who's up to do what. But likewise, if we focus on gathering information and these things shoot one of us and each like down one of us or something, then we're probably in a bad situation. So six and one half, yeah. It's also unclear how much you can do with the computer system if there's other functions you can unlock that may give you other options. That was something else I was thinking about too, like a rescind order on the drones. Kai, why don't you go first? So my commander has given me an order to look for information, but there's also quite a lot of pressure here with these three drones arriving. I think I'm going to ignore him the first turn and see if there is a quick way to to send that rescind order to make these things back off or give a delay or something to buy us a little bit more time. Okay. You can take it up with me after the fact. Unless he's looking at your screen, he doesn't know. Oh, I'm looking. So Kai boldly tries to do something other than what she was told to do. That's fine. That's pretty standard Starfleet stuff. That's what makes you a player character. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Locke. Well, in the hierarchy of uh, characters, that's why I'm not going first. Give me a... This sounds kind of daring to me. So I'm going to say daring science. You're going off Ooh, script. I like that. Under fire. Okay, what's my difficulty? I'm going to say three is often kind of the difficulty for interacting with these computer systems. Okay. Brandon, uh, I'm going to give you another threat. So let's continue to ratchet it up. Difficulty of three. I'm going to give you two more threat for an a fourth die. I was debating on burning determination for the record. But I think I'm going to hold off here. I still feel like there's a uh, a moment to come. So Kai's daring is 10 and her uh, science is four. So you get a 14 or less. Uh, that was certainly a roll. Um, okay, this is fine. So I got your news and bad news already. Um, so before I use my bold science, I, ha I rolled a one and a 12 for three okay. successes. But then my other two were a 15 and a 20. I'm going to re-roll the 20. And got a 10. So that will be, yes. uh, uh, will be what, four successes. Okay, so you beat the necessary difficulty by one. You rush over to a, another console that maybe Kai had seen have something about security drones on it and uh, pull up the security options. All, all of the like text on the screen and stuff is in some language you've never seen before. So you're kind of guessing based upon UI. So let's hope their UI design was good. This one looks like an unhappy drone face. So I'm going to press that. 
Oh, no, that was the kill order. Uh, you see that it looks like there are essentially in the room like three separate drone dispenser devices, which have each dispensed one drone so far, but seem to have many others loaded, so to speak. One of them is like blinking like maintenance required, <laughs> essentially. Could I give these the current drones then like a maintenance like order? You can certainly hit the like button that you think is do diagnostics. I'm going to press that button. It pops up some kind of confirm thing and you confirm. You can't read what it says, so you just hope it's fine. Uh, And one of the drone dispensers is now showing us like offline for some amount of time while it does diagnostics. It does not seem to have affected the drones that are in the room already, but maybe it won't spit out more. What would you like to do with your one momentum? Uh, I'm going to uh, to bank that momentum because it's not enough to create an advantage. One of the drones uh, zooms over in Kai's direction, perhaps because Kai is messing with the control console and will take a shot. Does the console give me some cover? Yes, I will say that it does. Um, I am not going to spend a threat, which means that this is a non-lethal attack. Sort of a staticky burst of of like blue electricity kind of stuff. Only one success on that, so it goes wide. All right, player turn. That's failings. One of you security, well, someone not involved in the the tech side. Eberly, I choose you. Uh, I have my phaser out already. I would like to take a shot at the dude uh, hanging out near Kai. So it is um, control plus security and difficulty two. Control plus security and difficulty two. And we have two momentum in the thingy. Currently three momentum. Oh, we have three momentum in the bank. All right, I'm going to borrow one of those. And by borrow, I mean just steal. Uh, So I can roll three dice. And control security as well. Okay, a six and a three. Uh, One was an 18, so that didn't do anything. So that's two successes. You expertly place a phaser blast center mass on this thing. Uh, Go ahead and roll your damage and challenge dice. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's a lot. This is what you do. This is this is what I do. I have security. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Um, in this case, these things are not super tough. Yeah, with the five, that's enough to deal an injury, and I'm not going to use threat to have this random little drone avoid an injury. So it it just kind of like pops and falls to the ground in bits and pieces. Oh wait, I can do like basic things, right? Like so, I can like take aim. You can take aim, you can manage equipment, you can move around the space. For now, I'm going to, let's say, aim at a different drone guy. Sounds good. My second drone will take a shot at uh, Locke. (laughs) That one is going to land a hit. Locke's having a bad day. He's never going on an away mission with you people again. I mean... Oh, it's dear. Okay. It's, it, he's just being stunned right oh, now. Jesus. <laughs> I rolled a lot of... This may not go well for you, uh, Commander Mosefar. Oh, no. <laughs> it is non-lethal, right? Yeah. It's a good thing it is. Because I rolled nine damage and an effect. What? Yeah, so um, it is non-lethal. So, so Locke would take nine stress from this. <sighs> Two points of stress left. It is still an in, a non-lethal injury because it did five or more damage in a single hit. 
Would Locke like to avoid that injury or would Locke like to be stunned for the scene? I feel that the story of Madison Locke deserves an injury, so... <laughs> All right, so this drone just, like, zaps Locke, who who kind of, like, convulses a bunch as, like, lightning arcs up, up and down his body, and he just kind of, like, slumps over the console he was working on. All right, Mozafar, I think it's your turn. Like, Locke, no. Mozafar will take a shot at the one that just uh, hit Locke, so... Phaser fire again. Um, Control plus security, difficulty two. And I'll use one of those momentum twos, so it'll leave us with one. All right, that's going to be three successes. An eight, nine, and an eight. Awesome. Uh, So roll your phaser damage. I'm rolling six. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six damage. All right. Um, as with Everly's shot, since you did uh, five or more damage, these things are not all that sturdy. They seem to be designed to probably succeed through numbers more so than, than sturdiness. So the drone that stunned Locke also just explodes in midair as Commander Mozafar takes takes aim and fires. And then he will move in between uh, Locke and the final drone in the room. Okay, that drone gets a turn. Zap, zap. A stun burst sizzles past Mozafar's head, but doesn't connect. A new round. The dispenser that is in maintenance mode does not spit out a new drone, but one of the other two does. No, 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 no! Okay. This could be the last of Madison Locke. Kai, do do it again! (laughs) I'm not ready to call this yet. Mm -mm. I'm going to ignore now (laughs) Everly's suggestion. Kai is like um, an animal or a small child. You tell her to do something and she's going to do the opposite. I'm going to turn my attention towards the gathering of information here because it's starting to look like this might just be a stream of them, and I don't know how long that diagnostic lock is going to hold anyway. So, Brandon, how much work, magnitude, and breakthroughs are we talking about here for this extended task? You need three breakthroughs. Each roll is difficulty two, uh, and it takes ten work. Actually, no, I'll say it's five work. I'm going to pretend it's five work and always was five work. In the edit, it will sound like it was always five work. <laughs> Okay, uh, now now that one of the people who could have rolled on it is, is already unconscious? Correct. Okay. So, the chips are down. We're being attacked by drones. Yep. We need to gather information to save these people. So, as, as Kai turns her attention here, now I would like to spend a point of determination. Okay. Because, Brandon, there is no room for half measures in science. It's true. And I'm going to grab uh, two successes off of that. We're at what? Two momentum? Uh, One momentum in the pool right now. Okay, I'm going to give you three threat, Brandon. Okay. Mm. What the hell? Kai just likes to play with everybody's lives. Go big or go home. We're all going home in caskets. Is the 15 threat I have enough to just be like a board cue shows up? Just... uh... <laughs> that's that's the adventure. 
hey, maybe we'll meet one of my cousins. You can go either engineering or science here. Okay. And hmm, insight or daring. Uh, I will take daring and uh, science. And then um, does subspace theory still apply in this circumstance? It does not. Does research? Your, your focus is just research? Yeah. I saw it as more like, you know, like accessing computer systems, things of that nature. I'm going to say no. While, while you are hoping to get some information out of this, the actual role you're making is more about deciphering the system and bypassing the system's security measures and things like that. Fair enough. I had to try. Okay. So I'm rolling four, 40 20s. I need uh, 14s or less. I really, really wish I had had a focus that applied. <laughs> I, that would have been a lot. I would have been a, worth a lot more successes here. So uh, I've rolled a three, a four, and now two eights for four more successes, plus my determination, six successes, Brandon. So first things first, because you succeeded, you get to roll challenge dice to, to generate work towards this task. Um, you roll two challenge dice plus the discipline you used. So in this case, your science score is the number of challenge dice you roll. Okay, so six total then. Correct. If your science is four, I assume. It is. Uh, and you count, it, you count the value up just like damages. Okay. And what are some uses I can, I can have from the, uh, the four momentum? You can just trade them on a one-for-one -one basis to get additional work. Or you can use them. Each momentum you spend can let you reroll any number of the challenge dice you rolled. There is a third option, but it only is valid if there is a resistance on the task, which this one does not have. Uh, do I need to declare before I roll my challenge dice? Like if I want to get use any for plus one work? No, you can roll your challenge okay. dice and then decide. Okay, then that's what we're going to do. I'm going to spend one of those momentum to roll, re-roll two of my challenge dice. Bringing me up to, uh, to six, one on each of the dice. Uh, and then Brandon, I'm going to spend the, I guess the other three for additional work to bring me up to nine. It's not quite enough to get a, to complete the work track twice, but after I fill up the work track, uh, what happens? So once the work track is filled, any any time that any work is done in excess of the work track, it just does automatically a breakthrough, which is the... And it doesn't reset like between rolls or anything. So once you've done five work towards this thing, the work is done. Any f future amount of work that's generated is just a step towards the three breakthroughs you need total. Okay, so with nine work, then we've got one breakthrough off of the five, a second one on the six, and then the third on the seven? No, it's just any amount of work turns into a single breakthrough. I have overkilled this thing. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so you will get, okay. on this roll, one breakthrough for doing five or more work in a single task, um, and a second breakthrough because you exceeded the work track. Okay. So you have two of the three breakthroughs you need. I'm also going to send you, Christine... Some information you glean from that, but you don't have to assess it right now. It's not important to the encounter. Okay. All right. It's got to hold out one more round. Now, since we're since we're still learning the uh, how some of the systems and stuff work, since I overkilled this thing, 
could I instead of bank some of that momentum or yeah, that totally. will have to get poured in here? Um, you can so what the second breakthrough I got for for the five, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. Basically, so you would need to do six ca- work to get two breakthroughs. Is, is the is OK, the... so in that case, I will bank two momentum. OK, it is one of the drones turns. I'm going to say that this drone, I'll say it's the one that the fresh one. It's going to hover in Everly's general direction and zap at her with its stunny, stunny stuff. Nope. I dodge. You, you, you do. You really dodge by quite, quite a lot. Whew. No, I see that eyeball or not eyeball. I see the camera angle of it start to look at me and I'm like, <laughs> no way, man. And I'm just yep. down <laughs> like a cat. All right. Uh, either Rihanna or Mozafar. You can hear Kai frantically tapping at the control panel, maybe saying something about like getting through layers of security or some such. Uh, since I was in the middle of a movement and I think it looks cool, I'd like to take the shot from the ground. That'd be good. I am on board. What's the momentum pool look like? Uh, three. Uh, I am going to steal one of those momentum one more time so that I can roll two. Uh, uh not two. So I can roll three dice. No, I See, that's really why I give you all the threat, Brandon, because then I generate momentum for us. Yes, thank you. It's it's part of our economy. Well, I only got one success. Now, you were aiming, which lets you reroll one of those d20s if you wish. It does? That's what aim does, yeah. Yes. Ten! That's two successes. That's a hit, so roll your challenge dice. All six million of them. I got a one and two twos, so that's one, two, three, four, five. With these things, as long as you get five or more, they are extremely fragile, so. Okay, yeah, no, I got like seven. I stopped doing math, but I definitely got five. So yeah, you you dive out of the way of its attack and then just like expertly phaser beam right from (laughs) prone position and it just explodes. It's like thrown against the wall and smashes against some rocks. I will also say that in that moment, so duck down, dive, pick up phaser, take a shot, it explodes, and I go, <laughs> I'm having a great time, even the luck is unconscious, I'm actually, like, the adrenaline is getting in here. I've shot a lot of phasers today, folks. <laughs> the remaining drone, uh, which failed to hit Mozafar last turn, is going to try to redeem itself. Since it's kind of in range, and Mozafar hasn't moved since it last attacked, it's going to um, use its minor action to aim. More lightning arcs through the air above Mozafar's head. Is you guys killed the one good drone. <laughs> <laughs> it stunned Locke and then you killed it. And now it's gone. Yeah, Roger, Roger. Mozafar. All right. Um, I mean, I could take off this one, but the thing that Mozafar was thinking is he saw the other one come out and he would like to target the door for these things that he sees them coming out of and try to disable the door. I thought of that too. Do it, do it, do it. What sort of difficulty am I looking at at this? Is that uh... range attacks are basically always control plus security to base. It can go up if, for things like um, darkness or other things that like complicate the role, but the base is always two. And in this circumstance, I don't see there, it's not obstructed. The lighting is not so bad that it's affecting your aim, etc. All right, so I'll take steady aim, avoiding that uh, blast. I guess use another one of those uh, momentums. And that's a 17, which I'm going to re-roll. Because of aim. And two ones. 
Ooh. Nice. So let's see what we'll get. And that rolls up a six. So that is, if I count correctly, five successes. Because the ones each count for two. Yes, five successes. Five successes versus the two. You uh, see just like the right point to shoot this hatch. Go ahead and give me your damage roll. Okay. And then we'll talk about what you may want to do with some of that extra momentum. Three ones and three sixes. Nice. Oh, Brad. He fries out all three doors at once. (laughs) Though they are not hard to hit, because you are shooting at, like, a thing built into the wall, I'm going to say they functionally have some damage reduction, uh, which is called resistance in the system. However, there's a couple things you can do with the momentum you got. You have three momentum off of this attack, because you got three extra successes. You can spend it for for extra damage on a one-for-one basis. Not super useful right now. No. You can spin it on a one for one or on a one for two basis to negate resistance. So one momentum negates two resistance. So it basically becomes armor piercing to a certain degree. Um, and I'll say two is what the amount of resistance this thing has because it's plating yeah. in a wall. Yeah. And actually, yeah, you two momentum does get you a secondary attack and say you hit an additional thing <laughs> for half of the damage if you want. Of course, you can bank the momentum as well just for future use. That's fine, too. Can I create an advantage? Uh, yeah. With uh, two momentum. And it don't necessarily have to destroy the door. If I can just temporarily disable the doors for maybe a round. So temporary overload everything and not use tar phaser fire. Is your as an advantage? Yeah, as an advantage. I will take that. Everything's kind of wet, so it's all electricity anyways. Yeah. You, you've you triggered some kind of um, energy overload, and for a moment, the dispenser system goes into a, a diagnostic don't overheat mode. It won't be that way for long, but it is that way for the moment. That leaves you with one momentum left. Which I would like to bank. Gives us an extra one going in, into the next round. Thanks for that tube being on overload and one of them still being shut down. No new drones are dispensed this round, which leaves you still with just the one that can't hit anything. But uh, What do you say I uh, put this extended task out of its uh, misery? Do it! You do it. Brandon, yep. I'm going to give you one more Thank threat. Keep, keep on you know, generating. Count on you. You'll start spinning it against me soon, I'm sure. Uh, I made use of bold science to re-roll a, uh, what would have been a failure... Uh, and that nets me three successes off of a four and two tens. All right. Uh, that is just enough to succeed. So roll your challenge dice, um, because technically you won't get a breakthrough if you roll all blanks. So I guess there's still technically a chance that you fail to do anything, That it's a very slim chance. Uh, I didn't roll all blanks. I, in fact, rolled three successes. I'm guessing I don't need anything else, so I'm just going to bank that last momentum and take my last breakthrough. You finally get through the last like layer of encryption and alien UI, and abruptly the screen is filled with all sorts of options, such as like, well, there is now a very obvious like you've got access to just turn off the security system. Okay, why don't we just do that? Okay, you turn it off. The remaining drone like turns around and goes back in its tube. <laughs> 
It just bumps into the plating for a minute and then goes, Yeah, you better run! The lights go back to normal. It came on and it said, would you like to play a game? And you said, no. (laughs) After a moment of, like, I guess sort of verifying that nothing else is going to try to kill you, Locke kind of regains consciousness. Groggily. Oh, buddy. He pats his hair down to make sure it's not smoking. (laughs) Well, it's not smoking anymore. You can see Kai is furiously reading and looking at this at this data uh, on uh, on the screen and keeps checking back with their tricorder to help get, you know, translations and double check math and things like that. And then she she looks up. uh, And over at Mozafar. Commander, we have a serious problem. Uh oh. Worse than it already is. A lot worse. The platforms are destabilizing, in this case due to the presence of a subspace fissure. The swarm, as far as I can tell, is part of a uh, power collection system. This is one of three control platforms that's gathering that energy. Here's the really troubling part, though. It looks like um, like this hole in subspace was formed... 11 days ago when it received a signal. This was a deliberate act. It's also sending the energy into subspace. It's also sending the energy into subspace. Sorry, lots of information. (laughs) Can we track the source of the subspace signal? I, I can give it a shot. We can't do it from here, Commander, but we might be able to detect it from Endeavor. And is there any way to reverse the process? Potentially. It's not uncommon for there to be, well, holes in subspace and to, uh, to seal them to some degree. It's, but with that kind of energy going through it, I'm going to need to crunch some numbers and see what we can do with what we have on hand. I've got a few ideas, though. Just give me a little bit of time. All right. Let's get back to the ship and get you to work. Ensign Luck, how are you feeling? You still feel the ozone in your mouth? (laughs) I think I'd like to go to sickbay now, Commander. Back aboard Endeavor, the captain and Echo are in the conference room because uh, a few moments ago, Echo received a signal just on his com- personal communication device that the like Swarm's council of like all of the other leaders have come to a decision about contact with Endeavor in the Federation. Uh, what do they have to say, Chancellor? They would like to... Um speak directly to you if that's all right uh, maybe you can bring up a communication channel in, in this room of course on the conference room's little screen a uh, little briefing screen a an image pops up of it, it's kind of a, a council chamber-ish kind of thing you know it's like a fairly obvious sort of government room there are four alien individuals as well as a fifth empty seat that you surmise probably Chancellor Echoes. Each of the individuals is from a different species, um, none of which you've seen so far. 
the alien sitting in the middle seat, uh, which is some sort of like avian-ish kind of creature, says, Captain, I regret that our communication is not under better circumstances, but after much deliberation, we have reason to believe that your presence here is a destabilizing factor. We must request you leave our space. Firstly, my greetings to the Council of Equals. I will respectfully obey your request once my people have returned to the ship. Very well. Our security forces have already tracked their shuttle leaving the platform. I also intend to look into the matter of our presence here, and whatever information that we find, I hope will be of use to you. The avian doesn't really say anything to that, uh, though the silence is its own sort of answer. And then, rather abruptly, they close the channel. Echo, I don't believe that they're being entirely honest with me. Nor do I believe they're being entirely honest with you. The Cancel's made their decision. They have their reasons. I may disagree with them, but this is the way that we've kept the Swarm at peace for much of my lifetime. I should probably return. I hope that you and your vessel have a good voyage. And I hope that you and your people are not something that the others are willing to sacrifice for whatever is going on here. Echo nods solemnly and leaves the conference room, leaving the captain to, I don't know, stare out the window contemplatively or something as we fade to black. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at omenscall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out mischiefmedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at completenight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there.